MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, July 14th, 2021. Today, Texas Democrats arrive in Washington, D.C. as Biden gives a speech on voting rights. The top lawyer of the RNC calls the Kraken lies a joke. Abortion rights activists and providers have sued Texas over the new law allowing citizens to execute anti-abortion laws. And a federal judge has dismissed Roy Moore's lawsuit against Sasha Baron Cohen. And Lynn Wood fucked around and is about to find out. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. I said fuck in the intro. You did. We are going big today. Go big or go home and damn it, we're going big. Yeah, and that's a late breaking story too about Lynn Wood. Because we're already both home. I just need a tab. (laughs) (laughs) Go big or go home. (laughs) Who was that that tweeted a long time ago? Like, people who say go big or go home seriously underestimate how badly I want to go home. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's pretty much my whole goal all day. Well, you know, we Monday was the the sanctions hearing for the the Kraken lawyers, and we went over that. Well, apparently, Lynn Wood posted video huh. of the hearing uh, to his eight hundred thousand Telegram followers, and his his post included Sidney Powell's closing statement, which was just full of garbage, whoopsie, big lie rhetoric, and apparently, it's against the rules. So the city of Detroit, a lawyer for Detroit, has filed a motion to hold him in criminal contempt. <laughs> it's amazing how these law people don't seem to know very much about the law. Yeah. So he could be sanctioned and found in contempt. That's so fun. That's fun. It is fun. But of course, be covering that for you. And uh, Roy Moore is in the news. Oh, ah, bless his heart. One of my favorite things about that horrible pedophile is that... Um, he rode his horse to the, did you know he rode his horse sassy to the polls to vote when he was running? <laughs> yes. He rode his horse and his horse's name is Sassy. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, that seems like eons ago, man. <laughs> and I'll be joined later by Harlene Cower. She's the CEO and founder of Ground News. It's this incredible extension you can put on your internet stuff to show you balanced, actually balanced news. She's she's pretty great. And she's a woman, an entrepreneur, CEO, founder. It's a really, really great discussion. I'm maybe having that a little bit later in the show. But we have a lot of news to get to, uh, aside from the Linwood stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's do it. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. Lead story today is Texas Democrats arrive in D.C. after fleeing the Texas general session to deprive Republicans bent on passing massive voter suppression bills. President Biden spoke about the big lie and the urgency to address Republican legislature's efforts to restrict access to the ballot. Let's listen to a clip. My fellow Americans requires fair mindedness, devotion to justice. Corny as it sounds, love a country. Requires us to unite in common purpose and declares here and now, we the people will never give up. We will not give in. We will overcome. We will do it together. From guaranteeing the right to vote, ensuring every vote is counted, has always been the most patriotic thing we can do. Just remember, our late friend John Lewis said, freedom is not a state, it's an act. Freedom is not a state, it's an act. And we must act and we will act. For our cause is just, our vision is clear, and our hearts are full. For we the people, for our democracy, for America itself, we must act. God bless you all and may God protect our troops and all those who stand to watch over our democracy. Now, although we know we must pass federal legislation to expand voting rights, A lot of people, including myself, are concerned that we don't have enough Democrats. We don't even have every Democrat on board. And even then, the filibuster prevents us from codifying any law that isn't driven by the budget that we could use budget reconciliation for, even if we had all the Democrats. Now, I'm not clear as to how we're going to do this, pass voting rights, though many are now calling for what 
Dana, you and I have been talking about for months now, which is carving out the filibuster for voting rights bills, much like mm-hmm. much like McConnell carved out the filibuster to appoint Supreme Court justices. Uh, and I think Reed carved out. I actually I think it was Reed that did it for judges uh, and a, a cabinet appointees. We have carve outs is what I'm saying. <laughs> we'll keep our eye on how Biden moves Democrats hell bent on leaving the filibuster in place, namely Manchin and Cinema. There are only 14 Democrats in the Senate committed to killing the filibuster altogether. But everyone else is open to reform, except for the two that I mentioned. And carving out an exception for voting rights would fall into the category of reforming the filibuster. I'm still concerned, however, if we do carve out a path through filibuster reform and get all Democrats on board and pass the Voting Rights Act, or maybe even a few Republicans, whether it's the For the People Act or the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, the current Supreme Court could be poised to gut it when the inevitable lawsuits from Republican attorneys general roll in. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm concerned about I think that. It's a fair concern, AG. Uh, Texas Democrats are successfully fighting back against their specific state's voting rights bill. More than 50 left the state and flew to D.C. yesterday to rob the Republicans of the quorum they needed to pass that voter suppression bill there. A showdown in the Texas House was locked into place today after the chamber voted overwhelmingly to send law enforcement after the Democrats who left the state a day earlier to protest the priority elections legislation. The impact of the House move is unclear since Texas law enforcement lacks jurisdiction in D.C. At a news conference Tuesday afternoon, though, Rep. Jim Murphy, a Houston Republican who chairs the House GOP caucus, acknowledged that state authorities can't force Democrats to return. We want them to come back. That's our message. (laughs) Please come home. (laughs) Please come home. Meeting shortly after 10 a.m., the House quickly established that it lacked the two-thirds quorum required to do business with only 80 of 150 members participating in a test vote. Then Rep. Metcalf, a chair of the House Administration Committee, moved to issue what's known as a call of the House to try to regain a quorum. That motion passed 76 to 4. Metcalf offered another motion asking that the sergeant at arms or officers appointed by him send for all absentees under warrant of arrest if necessary effectively making the missing Democrats legislative fugitives, which is what the episode was called yesterday. That motion also passed 76 to four. You're like, who are these four? I'm about to tell you. After Metcalf's motion passed, Rep. Tinderholt, a Republican, sought to move to strip absent Democrats of their committee leadership posts if they didn't return by noon Wednesday. The motion did not immediately get a vote. And in a subsequent exchange with Rep. Meyer, a Republican from Dallas, Phelan said, Committee chairs and vice chairs cannot be removed from their positions under the current chamber rules. Nice try. I asked about the jurisdiction question on Twitter, and here's what con law expert and professor of law at the University of Texas, our friend Steve Vladek, had to say. Texas legislators who do not respond to a call of house are subject to, quote unquote, arrest to compel their attendance, but not criminal penalties. That's why there's no extradition discussion here. Texas is not seeking the return of fugitives who fled criminal process in the state. In other words, besides political pressure, Governor Abbott has no legal means to force these legislators to return to Texas or have them arrested while they're outside the state. So the four people, by the way, there were four Democrats who mm-hmm. stayed behind. Those are the, those oh, are the four that's, people. Apparently they don't like to fly. And those are the four people who don't like to fly. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Well, A.G., speaking of Texas, so this is with regard to the story you covered earlier in the week about the new Texas anti-abortion bill that allows citizens to sue people who help women get abortions. Right. So abortion rights advocates and providers filed a federal lawsuit in Texas on Tuesday seeking to block the new state law, empowering individuals to sue not only anyone who helps a woman get an abortion, including those who provide financial assistance or drive a patient to a clinic. So the Texas law set to take effect in September incentivizes private citizens, Jesus, in an open carry state, I can't even deal with this, to help enforce this ban, awarding them at least $10,000 if their court challenges are successful. Even religious leaders who counsel a pregnant woman considering an abortion could be liable. That's according to the lawsuit filed in Austin by the Center for Reproductive Rights, Planned Parenthood, and the ACLU on behalf of several other groups. Abortion providers say that the law, this is known as SB 8, is unconstitutional and will subject them to endless lawsuits, shut down clinics, and reduce services. And they say it will isolate abortion patients by undermining support networks for pregnant women. 
Now, the president of the Center for Reproductive Rights, Nancy Northup, she said in a statement, the state has put a bounty on the head of any person or entity who so much as gives a patient money for an abortion after six weeks of pregnancy before most people know that they are pregnant. Worse, it will intimidate loved ones from providing support for fear of being sued. More than 85% of women who choose to terminate their pregnancies in Texas are at least six weeks into pregnancy. This is according to advocates. So the law would prevent nearly all abortions in the state and operations at Sadler's clinics would decrease. So that's what's going to happen. Now, Allison, you had reported that this law would be tough to fight because it's enforced by private lawsuits and not the government. And it's usually the government that's the defendant in federal constitutional challenges. But the folks behind this federal lawsuit are using a novel legal approach, and they're taking aim at every state court trial judge and county clerk, along with the attorney general and the state medical boards. They are not fucking around. They are asking a federal judge to prevent any of the state's trial court judges, potentially more than a thousand throughout Texas, from enforcing the law and to block court clerks from accepting the lawsuits. They are going Deep. I think it's smart. So we're going to stay on top of the story and tell you about it, how it progresses. But that's what's going on now. They are taking this head on, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I hadn't thought. And, and this is a novel approach. I've never seen it done to, to actually sue the judges. Yeah. You know, state trial court judges and clerks and the AG and, and medical boards. That's very, it's, it's new. It's a brand new idea, but I think it's a good one. Well, I do too, especially because all the other shit we've done isn't working. The Dems are leaving the state. They're suing judges. Like, people, let's try some new shit and see what happens. <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank you. Glenn Kirshner <laughs> would agree. <laughs> you have to be the first one to try the shit. <laughs> exactly. Somebody has to be the first one. Next up, Justin Reamer. <laughs> Giggle. The Republican <laughs> National <laughs> Committee's chief counsel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's the RNC head lawyer. He warned last November against continuing to push false claims that the presidential election was stolen, calling efforts by some of the former guy's lawyers a joke that could mislead millions of people. That's according to an email obtained by The Washington Post. Oh, my God. Somebody thought cracking a leak strike for us was a joke. He must have been the only person in the country. The email shows that Reamer, he he, sought to discourage a Republican Party staffer from posting claims about ballot fraud on RNC accounts as attempts by the former guy and his associates to challenge results in a number of states intensified. So Reamer said, don't post that shit. Reamer wrote to a former Republican spokeswoman, Liz Harrington, on November 28th, that's last year, saying what Rudy and Jenna are doing is a joke and they're getting laughed out of court. They're misleading millions of people who have wishful thinking that the president is going to somehow win this thing. Reamer said Ellis and Giuliani were damaging broader Republican Party stuff and their push on election integrity issues, according to the email. Reamer had led the party's legal efforts for months ahead of and after the November election, particularly limiting the expansion of mail-in ballots. So he was he was a dick. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Basically, yeah, he's not the he's the good guy in this story, but he's the bad guy in every other. <laughs> and the next sentence starts with "but Reamer," and I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need me to start the sentence for you? <laughs> We're gonna, I have to edit that out. Oh, no, I don't think we should. <laughs> but Reamer was skeptical internally of some of the most conspiratorial theories and did not believe many of the claims from Giuliani and others about fraud. I'm sorry. I just keep thinking of basketball. Okay. I'm so sorry. Reamer was skeptical internally of some of the most conspiracy, like the biggest conspiracy theories that were being pushed by Rudy and others about fraud. And that's according to people who talked to Reamer and like others spoke on the condition of anonymity to describe these conversations. Some Trump allies, including Giuliani, sought to have Reamer fired after learning of the email. That's according to people familiar with the matter. But he Still there. He remains employed at the RNC. Harrington, the lady he was emailing, who is now a spokeswoman for former SEAL, former guy, <laughs> Mar-a-Lago office of the former guy. She's the spokesperson. That's her. That she's the spokeswoman. She continued to push voter fraud allegations and left the RNC at the end of 2020. As the former guy spokeswoman, she continues to post false claims of election fraud on social media. She said she's a dick. In recent weeks, some Trump allies have targeted the RNC. This is getting delicious. And Chairwoman Rhonda McDaniel arguing they didn't do enough. They didn't do enough sedition. Oh, yeah, I agree. Go after them. Go after them. Yeah. So there there's a hashtag now. Hashtag Rhonda must go. 
Cool. It's like Lord of the Flies. I know. And we're just watching them eat their own. It's amazing. Yeah. And after this story dropped, traffic ticket lawyer and crack and fodder Jenna Ellis said she's leaving the Republican Party in protest. Oh, my God. Embodying cancel culture as a result of hurt fifis, I guess. Ellis made the announcement on Real America's Voice and called the RNC chairwoman Ron McDaniel and others to resign now and create a clean slate, adding she would not return until they do. She also, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, Jenna won't come back. She also questioned what happened to the millions raised by the RNC in November and December of last year when the election challenges were playing out, saying the Trump team never saw a dime of that. Quote, I'm leaving the Republican Party until the Republican Party comes back home to conservatives. That's what she said during a follow up appearance on Newsmax, on which she is a regular contributor. So GOP infighting. So much fun. And Dana, I left you a little schadenfreude. You are sweet to me. Give it to me. All right, everyone. And this is for you as well. A federal judge in New York has dismissed Roy Moore's lawsuit against Sasha Baron Cohen. (laughs) It's amazing how many people fall for that guy. Over a segment in which Cohen said he had a device that beeped around sex offenders. I saw this. This was hysterical, by the way. He was pretending to be an Israeli counterterrorism expert, and his device started beeping like crazy when it got close to Roy Moore. I don't know if you all saw this clip. It's, it's brilliant. You should Google it. So this is a quote. Plaintiff Roy Moore was tricked into participating in an interview with defendant Sasha uh, Noam. Is that Sasha's middle name? Yeah. First, yeah. Sasha Noam Baron Cohen. Someone's lying. On February 14, 2018, expecting to receive an award for his support of Israel. Roy Moore alleges he was instead met with extreme and outrageous questioning from Cohen. The interview later aired on television as part of a comedy series broadcast by defendant Showtime and the CBS Corporation. Moore and his wife allege intentional infliction of emotional distress and fraud, and Moore alone pleads a claim of defamation. Now, the defendants who were Cohen Showtime CBS filed a motion for summary judgment arguing Moore's claims are barred by a waiver he signed prior to the interview and also by the First Amendment. And this is also a quote, the court agrees that Moore's claims are barred by the ambiguous contractual language, which precludes the very causes of action he now brings. Now, although Kayla Moore was not a signatory on the contract, her claims are barred by the First Amendment. Accordingly, the defendant's motion is granted in its entirety. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chief Judge of Alabama Courts and lawyer and lawyer Roy Moore, I guess, didn't read the release form he signed before oh, he went an idiot. which pretty much said, I'm going to trick the shit out of you and make fun of you and you can't sue me. That's like pretty much literally what it says. And that's why it says the unambiguous contractual language. Now, this would have won on First Amendment anyway. But this this little the fact that a judge and lawyer signed this paper ahead of time <laughs> is just like the fucking icing on the cake. It's <laughs> really oh, Roy, I don't know how these idiots and I will use that. To, I don't know how these idiots get elected. I mean, other than, you know, racism and white supremacy and misogyny down down south. But oh, my goodness. Well, Sasha Maracone's a genius, right? He, oh, my he God. tempted Roy Moore with uh, you're going to win an award for your support of Israel. Like this fine cassava melon. What is that noise? Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, we, <laughs> All this goes off when it's close to yeah. <laughs> a sex offender. Because <laughs> he's showing him all of his counterintelligence shit, right? Oh. oh, so good. All right, everybody, we'll be right back with the CEO and founder of Ground News, Harleen Cower. Stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's Allison. And today's episode of The Beans is brought to you by Helix Sleep. We know relationships can get complicated. Couples can fight from time to time. Now, let's take the mattress out of the equation. That shouldn't be one of the things you fight about. Just take the sleep quiz with your partner at helixsleep.com and they will match you to a mattress that works for both of you. The Helix quiz takes just two minutes to complete. It matches your body type and individual sleep preferences to the perfect mattress. Plus, you have 100 nights to try it risk-free. I used to have awful sleep issues. I thought it was because of the news that I had to deal with on a daily basis. But as it turns out, I was sleeping on a mattress made for someone else. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting the mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. 
They have mattresses great for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains. And they have Helix Plus mattresses for our beautiful plus-size sleepers. I took the Helix quiz myself. I was matched with the Helix Midnight because I like a medium firm bed and I sleep on my side. So that's perfect for me. It's a huge upgrade over what I used to have. And the delivery and setup was fast and easy. Helix is awesome, but you don't have to take my word for it. Helix has over 12,000 five-star reviews and was awarded number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix has been recommended also by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving sleep. It really works. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Again, they have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free and they'll pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. And Helix has financing options too with flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never far away. And Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners. So if you're sleeping on a MyPillow, get rid of your trees and pillows and go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash dailybeans for up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. All right, everybody, welcome back. I am joined today by the CEO and founder of Ground News. And I should say, full disclosure, Ground News is a sponsor of the Daily Beans. Please welcome Harleen Cower. Welcome. Thanks, Alice. I'm so excited to be on here. I'm really excited to talk to you today because I think that this is a fantastic thing that you've done. I've been saying for so long we have to work on weeding out disinformation and bias in the media, and I love what you're doing. But before we get into what Ground News is and how it works, can you tell us a little bit about your background? I see here that you started your career at NASA. Tell us about that. Yeah, sure. Starting at a very different place. Yeah, just like most other kids, I wanted to grow up to be an astronaut and just followed my dream a little longer. So I got my degree in aerospace engineering and got my dream job to work for NASA. I got to work on a mission called New Horizons. And uh, that's the spacecraft that went all the way to Pluto and is continuing beyond it. So pretty proud of uh, just putting my hands and having worked on something that that has managed to go so far. And yeah, just coming from the space background and believing in the power of technology as a news reader, something that baffles me more and more is like, okay, we can take pictures of Pluto, but we can't tell. <laughs> Sometimes people are debating body cam footage, for example. Is that true or not? How How is that the case? Um, and the other thing that I've done throughout my career is I've lived and worked in uh, uh, 10, 15 countries around the world. Um, and I've always uh, been surprised, again, not just uh, not just media in our own country, but around the world, it's been portrayed very differently than you would expect it to be. So I found myself more and more that I was spending time opening like 30 browser windows, comparing news, who's saying what, and then where is this new source? Where do they come from? How long have they existed? And I thought, okay, there's got to be a tech solution to this kind of a tech problem that we have created. And that's how we founded Ground News, just to make it easier for people like me who don't come from a media training and background and can just get their head around what's happening in the world and, and in a backyard quickly. I love it. Bringing, bringing the scientific approach to news <laughs> we so desperately need. You started this in 2017. And it says here that you your goal is to empower readers with objective data. You talked a little bit about that. And I was hoping you could maybe go a little bit deeper into some of the things that you noticed that kind of drew your attention as not helpful and sort of how you Mm. felt you could combat that. Yeah. So uh, we initially founded Ground News thinking that uh, one of the biggest problems with media uh, today is how a, a single piece of news can be exaggerated or equivocated like it at, to the point where it doesn't even seem like the same news anymore when you start inserting your own uh start inserting adjectives or equivocating information so the first thing we wanted to do with ground news is to show as many different uh perspectives of that news available so you as a reader is then empowered to say i'm going to compare across and then make up my own mind um and 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 just say what's really really going on so yeah one of the things uh, we observed is just um just inserting language which is inflammatory which a lot of media outlets are are very uh, are to be blamed for and that is again to get that emotional response in the reader when you're reading it. And a lot of times it's headlines, uh, especially when do that. 
And and the basis of that is really simple. Why why news outlets do it, and that is just because the business they are in is funded by ads, and you need to get that click. And again, where does that read leave a normal reader like us? Because of course you get the click, and then you read, and, and it's causing an emotional reaction. And and one of the things worth pointing out to your listeners is, yeah, if it's causing an emotional reaction, be careful of it. Uh, it is meant to do that. Um, one thing that we stumbled upon that was pure coincidence and we didn't set out to do is what we are calling blind spots. And we set out to say, to show how there is a difference in coverage. But I think the bigger bias lies when there is a total lack of coverage of a certain issue. And that's what we, where we coined the term blind spots. So, uh, and, uh, and there's examples every single day on our website of the stories being reported, uh, which are only being reported by left or right. And there's very, very little coverage. And that is really, really surprising because if you were to be reading a single news source or a set of news sources that kind of fall in that same bubble, then you would have no idea that this piece of news is going on. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that that is some of the things that we have um found upon our journey. And again, we have tools within the app and the website to be able to highlight these pieces of uh, news that are more lopsided in coverage, that are more inflammatory, that have more diverse diverge, uh, reporting around them. That's what we're trying to do at Graham. Yeah. And I've noticed that it's not just the sort of what we consider to be like left or right news sources. A lot of major media trusted news sources are guilty of this, too. You know, there was a, a headline in The New York Times a couple weeks ago that said Joe Biden's Department of Justice may represent Trump in the insurrection lawsuits. And yeah. if you o- open the story and read it, Eric Swalwell and Benny Thompson are separately suing Donald Trump for the incitation of the insurrection on January 6th. And Swalwell's lawyer is concerned that the Department of Justice, you know, might decide to step in and defend the office of the presidency, a.k.a. Donald Trump, because that's what they did with the E. Jean Carroll case. So this is an opinion of a lawyer. But the way that the headline read made it seem like Merrick Garland was going to, you know, going all in to support Trump. And and <laughs> and uh, I spend a lot of my day, <laughs> yeah. Harleen, telling people, no, 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 <laughs> that's not read the thing. Here's here's what is going on. And, and I think what I've noticed is because of the absolute fire hose of drama and ridiculous scandal that we faced while the former guy was president, the news outlets now are just sort of kind of seeking out that drama. I feel like they're concerned of a drop off in viewership or, or, or clicks. And that's, that's where my main concern lies. Are you finding that as you're providing context and curating this news? I can't comment if it's gotten worse, but yes, I can comment that yes, news outlets are are worried about this. As of, at this point in time, there has been a significant drop in terms of uh, readership, and also there's a bit of news fatigue after everything that we saw last year, and people are just like, okay, I've had enough with news, and and I don't want to deal with more sensationalism. So yes, there, I think there is uh, by definition there is a bit of. A uh, bit of concerted effort to be able to grab people's attention back and say, "Hey, what? The wait, the show is not over yet. We need to continue. We you there's there is a sequel to this or whatever that you need to continue buying the news or clicking on the news." Uh, uh, but that said, I think there is no reason why why people should stop consuming news. Right? It's really really important that we all stay stay informed. So yes, it, more than ever, we should be aware of how the news is being twisted, how, as you're recommending to your listeners, that that read what's really, really going on. And what we recommend is compare different narratives. So if that was the New York Times headlines, see who else reported it and how else did they cover it if there is there is a, there is a more factual headline that existed out there or if there is more or headlines slotted to the other side um, that existed out there, then then again, you can make up your own mind. OK, now I understand what's really, really going on. Mm. Yeah. And my concern is that that fatigue seemingly by design, you know, to just tire us all out and make us uh, not want to know what the news is. So that's why I'm so glad for ground news. Now, I, I do have to take a quick break, but I want to talk to you a little bit about disinformation. Will you stay with me? Uh, yeah, I'll stay with you. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. We'll be right back. 
Hey everybody, it's Allison for The Beans. I'm here to talk about skin things, skin issues. There's all sorts of home remedies for acne and small wrinkles, but a lot of times they don't help, and sometimes they're even bad for you. That is why I'm excited to partner with Apostrophe, and they're sponsoring this episode. Apostrophe is a science-backed prescription skincare company that offers science-based oral and topical medications. Science, science, science. These are clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist, not one who just says they're board-certified, an actual board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. Simply fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals, fill out a couple questions about your medical history, snap a few selfies, and boom, your dermatologist will create a customized treatment plan for you right on the spot. Apostrophe treats acne, and they can also help hit your other skincare goals, like reducing redness, wrinkles, and dark spots. My personal skincare goals were, you know, right now as an adult, since I haven't got my zit clemency, is to avoid the acne, and I want to reduce dark spots, and I want to remove those little fine lines and wrinkles. So my skin is always looking its best, and I love Apostrophe because I get a real dermatologist, board certified, and my plan was tailored just for me. Submitting for my visit was quick and easy. I didn't have to schedule an appointment or go anywhere, and I didn't have to go to the pharmacy after either because they send the meds directly to you. And the prescription meds feel great. They absorb nicely. They're light on my skin. I love them. We have a special deal for you. You can save $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash beans when you use code beans. This code is only available to you. So to get started, go to apostrophe.com slash beans, click begin visit, use our code beans at sign up, and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's apostrophe, A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash beans and use code beans to get your dermatology visit for just $5. That's $15 off. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. And today's show is also brought to you by Caliper CBD because taking care of yourself shouldn't add to your anxiety. I love Caliper CBD. I have a better sense of calm. I've had lessening of pain and soreness after workouts and I get all the benefits without drastically changing my stuff. It's a no brainer, no anxiety, no added pressure. Caliper's so convenient. They've created an easy-to-use, more effective CBD powder, which is the only clinically proven fast-acting CBD. Instead of taking slimy oils that are gross that you have to hold under your tongue, Caliper CBD powder is dissolvable in water or food, and you can't taste it, and it delivers 30 times more CBD in the first 30 minutes versus uh, CBD oils and tinctures. You know, those oils and tinctures can take up to an hour, but this you start feeling the effects in just 10 minutes. And Caliper CBD was developed by food and science experts with decades of experience. It's rigorously tested. There's no weird taste and no oily residue. I absolutely love it. Put some in my morning coffee or a protein shake after a workout. It's wonderful. It's helped me calm down and relax, even when stress can get overwhelming. But Caliper is always THC-free, so I can feel better without the disorienting high. It's had such a positive impact on my life, my friends and family have noticed. And it comes in pre-measured 20-milligram packets, so you never question how much you're taking. It's all-natural, vegan, non-GMO, free of fillers, chemicals, and artificial flavors. And you can get 20% off your first order when you use promo code DAILYBEANS, all one word, at trycaliber.com slash dailybeans. You can try Caliper CBD risk-free for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. That's trycaliber.com slash dailybeans, and don't forget promo code DAILYBEANS at checkout for 20% off your first order. Everybody, welcome back. We're talking to CEO and founder of Ground News, Harleen Cower. And uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about sort of sensationalism and media bias, clickbait. And I wanted to kind of pivot into talking about disinformation because, you know, this past March, and this isn't new, but this past March, the FBI issued a warning in a memo saying, hey, everyone just be on the lookout because in the next 12 to 18 months, bad foreign actors are really going to ramp up their disinformation campaigns on social media. So I was hoping you could talk a little bit to the role, I guess, that social media has been playing in disinformation and how ground news combats that disinformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really good point, um, Alison, because social media is something, uh, when news hit social media, that it went through a big revolution in the sense that it was free for all and everybody can be a publication and publish anything that they want and it'll be it'll be distributed like and the most of the tech platforms they uh, and they like to call themselves tech platforms although they they disseminate information kind of wash their hands and said oh it's we we are not responsible for monitoring what's going on and and now they're trying to do a bit but it's too little too late um and and yeah in, in some way all of us are kind of responsible for not digging deep enough when you see a url or a news piece shared by somebody you might trust, or if it has too many likes or too many retweets, and you're like, okay, it has 200,000 retweets, it must be true. But volume does not, <laughs> volume does not equate to veracity. 
So what 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 do we do? So we do this uh, algorithmically to figure out, okay, who is this account that's tweeting this or putting this Facebook post? How long have they existed? What else do we have published? What can we cross-reference it? And and you can do this manually, of course, as a, as a reader of that. Um, one tool that we made, um, and it, it's free to use and 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 would, would love for everybody to just give it a try and see if it's useful, it's a browser extension. So if you're using Chrome or Safari, you can just download this browser extension. And when you're consuming news on social media, which is Facebook or Twitter or Reddit or even LinkedIn, uh, there's a little thing a little bar that'll appear right next to your likes and retweets. That'll be the ground news bar and you don't have to do anything for it. And it'll show you what is the political inclination of this news source. So if it's Daily Caller or Gateway Pundit or whatever, just so you know where they stand on the spectrum. And also how many different perspectives of this news are available. Again, going back to the point that there is more than one way to tell the story. So go check it out. So we found that uh, we can't bring everybody to ground news and it's it's not going to happen. But if you're consuming news on social media, there should be a checks and balance. There should be a tool that accompanies you. So it's our attempt to give you that free tool and, and just to have that little reminder kind of your kind of your voice conscious to say that, hey, uh, wait, what what are you getting agitated by? Where did this come from? Was it created in Macedonia yesterday <laughs> and written by somebody old sale to to have that reaction in you and a lot of other people? So, uh, yeah, so try out our tool or, again, feel free to do this yourself. Um, but regardless, I think we should be very, very careful when we just consume that news on social media. And more than consuming, when you're sharing, it's when you're resharing or retweeting. So be careful. Are you are you becoming that part of the problem? And and this is where I think misinformation becomes very synonymous with 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 COVID itself. It's it's like, do we want to be part of that chain that just transmits it, or are we going to be part of the solution that stops it, or or just 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 to say, hey, hold on, uh, what is this, and 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 can I can I put some context around this? Mm. I think that this could prove to be an extremely useful tool for a lot of listeners who perhaps have family members that are sort of steeped in one side, one sidedness, you know, because I was thinking as you were speaking, like, I I love this tool and I know listeners would love this tool. But I think the people who need it the most Hmm. are probably the people that would be most resistant to something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I have a feeling that because I, you know, I've had so many listeners say, help me, my, my, you know, my family member, my uncle, my father, my mom, whatever, yep. they aren't listening. They aren't listening to me. And perhaps this is a maybe a, something you could introduce to a family member. Say, hey, just try it out. It'll just tell you, you know, where that lies and what other sorts of uh, narratives there are on any given story that perhaps is coming into your feed. Because you know, we are, we're all in these echo chambers, right? Yeah, yeah. No, you're 100% right. Every single day we get a lot of these anecdotal emails saying my my dad or even me, I was too far down the rabbit hole. And, and then I just started reading different perspectives. So it's funny, we very recently thinking of introducing anonymous gifting because for a lot of people, it's like, it's an issue that you don't even want to bring up with your, as you're saying, your family member, your neighbor, like you don't want to sound like hey, you don't agree with, with with what they're thinking, but you're concerned about it. So it's an idea. Actually, our team is now thinking of launching just saying, hey, it's, it's anonymous. Um, but one of the things um, I think why people from all sides end up using ground news, and I'm, I'm pretty proud of the fact that we have kept my our personal bias out of it, is um, we've gotten recognition from far right, far left outlets. Like we've gotten recommendations from 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 USA Today and New York Times, but we've also gotten recommendations from Epoch Times and Breitbart and Newsmax. And 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 it's I I, I like the fact because these are the audience that will probably need it to most. So I, I'm happy with the recommendation that if this, the tool goes out and gets disseminated to these people who need it the most, then they can start seeing that, yes, there is more than one perspective than that's being presented by this news outlet. And, hey, let me see uh, what what how else can this same issue be uh, be covered. And also the other thing uh, why, uh, why I, that we hear a lot is that um, 
This facilitates discussions. So say if you would personally never read a publication because it makes you so angry, you're not going to go to their site and personally end up reading it. Having it right side by side so you can just click on it and see their perspective will facilitate you and equip you to have that conversation with that uncle, with that neighbor who you won't even know. And and all of us in that, are in that situation saying, hey, I'm just going to avoid that conversation because I don't even know where this guy or this gal is coming from. Uh, but just knowing that, hey, this is how that issue is being presented to this group of people, you can start having that conversation and hopefully pull them out of, of that rapid hole that they're about to go down. What a, what a good point, because it's so many times I find myself reading something posted and thinking, I, I don't even have in my head how they could come to that. But if I were able to read it from the perspective of how it's being told to them, I could at least understand where they're coming from, which, like you said, could help facilitate one of those conversations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are thinking around Thanksgiving or something, the gifting campaign, because I think Thanksgiving dinners have become such a place where, where just families don't know how to talk to each other anymore. And and yeah, talk about blindsided, like half of the country was blindsided when uh, during 2016 elections and you're like, uh, this can't be the reality. How did this happen? How can how can half the country vote for for another person than I thought I would be voting for? So I think being being aware and being informed is very, very important that with, with the things that you might not agree with. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. Finally, I wanted to shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about women in science and women in entrepreneurship and what your experience has been with that. Because, uh, you know, I have a woman-run network, a woman-run podcast, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm very fascinated in how how this has been sort of what sort of challenges you faced or or possibly even potentially, you know, things that gave, maybe gave you a leg up being a woman. I'm, I'm very curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Firstly, I think uh, I personally feel I'm very lucky to be doing this at this point in time, say it was 30 years ago, 50 years ago. Obviously, like we, are, I feel like I'm standing on shoulders of giants who, who have done a lot of good work before us. And, and that's why it's possible for you and me to be doing this uh, in a world where it wouldn't have been possible. So my, I, I don't think I've faced extensive hardships or whatever. Uh, I, I think the ride has been pretty easy. Sometimes I do wonder if, if um, I don't know, if I was a younger guy in Silicon Valley, if there would be more funding available or not. And and I hope it's it's just a venture that puts people off because it's a big, big undertaking. Uh, and, and we are okay with not getting big funded and just, just keep going on with what we have and, and just having people on our side. Um, and the leg up, I think, yeah, I think being a woman is important, especially doing this kind of work because of empathy. I think this requires huge amount of empathy to be able to understand where different people are coming from. And I, I, I think men are more kind of impulsive and jumping to the conclusions, if I may say so. I'm stereotyping, of course, and I apologize for that, but just trying to think the advantage of that, that I can put myself um, into the mindset of a lot of different people and trying to understand what, what would motivate them to do different things and and how can we empathize with them, how, what tools we can give them. Um, and and I think that's that's an advantage. And I think empathy is really, really required as we move forward to solve a lot of these issues um, that are existing today, especially within the media landscape. Yeah, and I'm, I'm totally with you. It's not necessarily a better. It's just a different perspective. But and, you know, when I launched my first podcast, Muller, she wrote, I wanted to do it with all women because I felt that women had a different perspective of justice. Again, mm-hmm. not better, not worse, just different. And I think there was a gap in the market that needed that. So I think that that's really you said, you, you know, you said that my eyes lit up like, oh, yes, that's why I <laughs> that's precisely why I wanted I wanted it to be all women approaching justice just from a, a female perspective. It's been really, really fascinating talking to you, and I'm so excited about this. Can you tell everyone how they can access? I mean, we talked a little bit about the extension on Chrome and Safari and stuff, but can you talk a little more about how people can find you and also, you know, the mechanics of using Ground News? Yeah, of course. And thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about that. So, yeah, everybody can go to just uh, our website, ground.news. So it's just ground.news. And there we have links to every single way that Ground can be helpful to you. So we have a website uh, that you can use on your desktop or your phone. We have apps on Android, on 
different tablets on, on iOS. Uh, we have the browser extension. You have the link to the browser extension there as well as that it's totally free for people to to use. We have newsletters, so a lot of people don't want to go to a website every day and, and uh, they can uh, sign up for our newsletters. Our most popular newsletter is called Blindspot Report. It's delivered every day actually on Tuesday, and it'll just include the 10 most uh, biased news stories of the week that got little coverage on left or right, and and that is the one that we're getting a lot of, a uh, lot of uh, interest in, and the people are just, um, just really liking that. Another one is called Burst Your Bubble, and that is very interesting and near to my heart. Um, we take eight different American profiles uh, from across the country, and seeing that if 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 you were to talk to a person from this profile, this is the kind of news they would have read this week. The so top two or three stories that 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 you wouldn't have come across if you weren't from that profile. Um, so I, I really like that. It's just like walking a mile in someone else's <laughs> news is is the analogy that I like to use. And and I I'm always surprised because I come across stories. Although my job is to read news all day, but I still come across stories that I would have never come across if I if I didn't especially read read those profiles. So again, informing yourself. Um, uh, but yeah, I would love for your listeners to try it out and of course give us feedback because uh, what we want to do is um, make a tool set that, that is useful for everybody um, and, and help be a part of the solution. Okay, walk a mile in my news is my new favorite thing. I absolutely love it. <laughs> and I think that that's important. I'm definitely signed up for the Blind Spot Report. I do a segment every once in a while called Under the Radar, you know, just stuff that gets missed. I think that's absolutely mm-hmm. wonderful. So everybody... Check out ground.news. And thank you so much, CEO and founder of Ground News, Harleen Cower. I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Allison. My pleasure. Everybody stick around. We'll be right back for the good news. Hey, everybody. It's Allison. And this portion of The Beans is brought to you by Stamps.com. I don't know about you, but I hate wasting time. I, it's so precious. I have so little of it. You know, I just want to keep all my time that I need. It's so valuable. And I can't stand waiting in lines around a bunch of people. And I like to save money. So all of that together, that's why I use Stamps.com. There's no need to go to the post office anymore. Mailing and shipping online at Stamps.com is easy. They allow you to mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer, wherever it is. You can send letters, ship packages, and you pay a lot less with the discounted rates they have from the post office and UPS. Stamps.com has saved businesses thousands of hours and tons of money. You get the service of the post office and UPS all in one place and those big bulk discounts on mailing and shipping rates. I found their service entirely smooth and efficient, very easy to use. It's a must-have for any business, whether you're a small office sending out invoices or an online seller shipping out orders, or even if you're a giant warehouse and you're sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Just use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. And once your mail is ready, you just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that easy. With Stamps.com, you get discounts of up to 40% off post office rates and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. So Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saves you time and money. It's no wonder nearly a million small businesses use Stamps.com. So stop wasting time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with our promo code DAILYBEANS, all one word, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial. You get free postage and a digital scale. They'll send you that. And it's awesome. No long-term commitments are required. No contracts. Just go to Stamps.com. Click on that little microphone at the top of the homepage and then type in DAILYBEANS, all one word. That's Stamps.com and promo code DAILYBEANS. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. And today's show is also brought to you by American Giant. Clothes today are made mass produced. You wear them once, you have to throw them away. They get a hole in them. The cheap comes out more expensive and it ends up in landfills. It's unsustainable. That is why I love American Giant. Quality craftsmanship and care is what they are bringing back. Bayard Winthrop, CEO and founder, was determined and committed to make the greatest T-shirt because he wasn't satisfied with what was on the market. He said, when you spend your time making clothes in the United States, it causes you to think about great American styles. And there's no question that the t-shirt is at the top. American Giant's best-selling premium slub tees iconic silhouette is made the right way. With quality care right here in the United States, American Giant stays in close partnership with their suppliers whose products are built to last. It's made with custom heavyweight slub fabric. It's not see-through and non-torquing, unlike other slub tees on the market. American Giant spent over a year obsessing over this fabric until they got the right one. It has a unique look. It holds its shape after wash and wear. It's comfortable. It's beautiful. It's durable. It's really amazing. And to me, the quality of American Giant tees, it's really stand out to anything else. When I first grabbed the premium tee, it felt, like I said, more substantial. It's going to last a really long time, and they put more care into making them so they last much longer and fit more comfortably. It's more sustainable. I also love they're made in Los Angeles with 100% American-grown cotton. They're durable, beautiful, and they fit and feel amazing. 
So let American Giant play a supporting role in letting your style shine. Get your new favorite tees at American-Giant.com today and use promo code DAILYBEANS for 15% off your first order. That's 15% off when you use code DAILYBEANS, all one word, at American-Giant.com. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Well, we'll float on good news is on the way. Uh, this, uh, okay, so if you have any good news or any of the stuff that we're playing, any of the games we're playing, or a correction, I really love corrections. I haven't gotten any corrections in a really long time. That would be cool if you sent a correction. Do that by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. And uh, I will read our first submission, Dana. It's from Richard H., pronouns he and him. I have a couple of town stories for you. Not far from where I grew up in West Virginia is a small community called Mountain. Guess what? It was once called Mole Hill. (laughs) (laughs) They literally made a mountain out of a mole hill. Ah, West Virginia. There's so many giggling things on this episode. It's really jokes, helping me. The jokes don't stop out of West Virginia. Uh, in the same county called Cairo, okay, and no one except out-of-towners pronounces it like the Egyptian city. Oh, it's either pronounced Cairo or Cairo, despite the fact that now closed high school was the Pharaohs. Oh, my God. And there's a near, nearby road called Giza. <laughs> I can't. And, and they're like, of course that's not Cairo. <laughs> no, it's not the Pharaohs. It's the Paros in Cairo. What are you thinking? And Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Thank you for that kicking us off today. This next one's from Emily, pronouns she and her. Hello, Beans team. I have a submission for misheard lyrics. My memory was triggered by the horse lifted his leg line from Jingle Bells. (laughs) As a young child, probably around six, I made a one-page illustration representing the song Away in a Manger. It involves a barn, a baby Jesus in a manger, Mary, Joseph, and a teapot hanging from a rope. (laughs) My... (laughs) My parents complimented me, but asked what was in the middle of the picture. And I replied, that's the kettle, lowing, <laughs> being lowered. You know, the kettle are lowing. <laughs> I, I love people so much. That's amazing. This drawing was saved by my parents and now gets displayed as a Christmas decoration each year. I am 42. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kettle lowing. Oh, thanks for your show and for sharing good news with us each day. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you, Emily. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, that I 42. I'm with you. I, I when I when I got my doctorate, my doctorate, my parents made me like one of those mobiles that you put in a crib of like my face of when I was like 4. Just oh like all God. these photos of me when I was a kid. Just spinning <laughs> over your head. I can't. Parents I mean, are funny. They're weird. All right. Next up from anonymous pronoun she and her. I'm back working my favorite job as a hospice aide. Yay. I had to take a break for school for a while. So I'm happy to be back. A little blip about hospice. It's our job to help our patients find comfort and peace in their final months and days. If, and there's nothing more rewarding. I found your podcast recently, and I love listening to it as I get ready for the day. I appreciate that it's been an hour plus, not 15-minute episodes. <laughs> okay, I get it. Pet Dax, my baby girl, Harley. Oh, she's a six-year American Staffordshire Terrier, or a pity. I went to our local shelter three years ago, not expecting to adopt a dog. They brought her out to show me, and she jumped right into my lap, and she hasn't left since. Oh, my goodness. Look at that beautiful baby. Look at that beautiful baby. Such a beautiful baby. I have the utmost respect for hospice workers. My mom was a hospice nurse for many, many years, and it takes a very special person to be able to work in the hospice uh, unit. So, Anonymous, whoever you are, my hat goes off to you. Thank you for helping with the transition for so many families. It, it really does take a very special person. Yeah, and 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 adopting and rescuing dogs, too. Yes. Look at the first picture. Look at the, Is that a little German shepherd sticking a little face in the side there with the tail, a touch in the tail? Oh, my goodness. Wait, hold on. Let me get make the picture. Oh, my gosh. I didn't see the snoot. There's a German shepherd snoot. <laughs> so oh, my cute. God. So, so cute. All right. This one's from Jenna or Gina. Um, it's, it's a, it's J E N A. So we're going to go with Gina, although it might be Jenna. So please take my apologies ahead of time, but I do know the pronouns are she and her. So who knew AG was such a Star Trek nerd? Um, (laughs) I did. I did. And anyone who's been paying any bit of attention should have not been surprised by this. 
I'm not, but my husband is. Legit uses the quote spaceship shows to settle our two littles at night. Oh my God, how sweet. In fact, when he wanted to name our oldest after Kirk, (laughs) he took my bluff when I said only if he had the same middle name as the captain. (laughs) I will say having a priest repeat James Tiberius during full mass baptism was the best way to nerd together in church. I may still giggle at the video. That is hysterical. For pet tax, a photo of the captain with his best friend, beast from a few years back. He's full golden retriever and the best boy. Not picture is our other golden beauty. Yes, husband got to name our son while I got to name the dogs. Compromise where we all just win. Keep up the great work. AG, you have helped me in more ways than you know. Oh, look at James Tiberius. Oh my God, both of these cuties. And a pupper. A beauty and the beast. I love it. That's wonderful. All right, next up from Danielle, pronouns she and her. I just listened to yesterday's episode, Legislative Fugitives. In the good news, Dana mentioned that Karen Terriers always look like they want to speak to the manager. (laughs) (laughs) I can confirm as the pet parent to a Karen mix. We have an ottoman in our living room that she uses as her demands chair. (laughs) (laughs) If she wants a treat, she'll jump up on it and bark until you give in. If you stand firm and tell her no, she'll go to the other person for an appeal. She's a brat, but we love her anyways. That is a Karen Terrier. Oh my God, that is so funny. The demands chair. Sometimes I say things to be funny and people are like, you are absolutely right. So good. I'll take it. All right. This next one's from Gwendolyn, pronouns she and her. As a longtime listener, hello, Kitchen Days. I really appreciate having AGDG and sometimes Mandy Reedy bring some much needed clarity to me here in very red southeastern Kentucky. Thank you so much for all you do to help us keep informed while bringing some humor into what is often a shit show of news. I have what them up for you, ladies. We recently got our dog Caesar, a baby sister, because he'd gotten accustomed to having company during COVID. We were afraid he'd be lonely when we all returned to work and school in the fall. Cleopatra, Caesar and Cleopatra, our new baby is a pit, but what the mutt is Caesar. People ask us all the time what exactly he is. My teenage daughter also loves to listen with me and has started making TikTok videos for our pups. You can see her work at Caesar underscore N underscore Cleo and enjoy some super cute pod pets because let's face it, we all can use more cute doggos. Cleo is the blue or fawn pup, and Caesar is tan and white. And Caesar is definitely a bulldog of that some That is like sort. a bulldog. Yeah. Uh, that's a bulldog, m- maybe mixed with another bulldog. bulldog? Like, because I always want to throw pit in there, but I don't, I'm yeah. always wrong. But the width of the head it's and the shortness of the stout. Look at that chest. Of the snout. That barrel chest is beautiful. I feel like it's a, an English bulldog and an, and an American bulldog. It's all both. This is just a, a bulldog. Yeah, I would go English and American, <laughs> not French. There's no Frenchie in there. No, yeah, no Frenchie for sure because the ears. Because they are very petite and they are, did you know, like to make... Very petite and they they petite. have to poop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Answer. <laughs> now I have to do every Frenchie I see in that accent. Okay. <laughs> all the time. Oh my God, we were right. We are really getting good at this or the dogs are getting easier. (laughs) That is just, it's such a bulldog. It is a bulldog. I love bulldogs. The bulldogs are the cutest damn puppies too. Like all all puppies are cute unless you're dead inside, but those (laughs) specific puppies, bulldogs, oh my goodness. They truly are. And I have a friend here uh, locally who rescues dogs and she has had a couple of bulldogs. And Westminster actually did a dog show for rescue dogs Hmm. and her dog won and his name is Beef and we called him Four Teeth Beef because he only had four teeth and they were the four bottom teeth that protruded out because of his underbite. I love that. And they were all like askew, akimbo, cattywampus, if you will. (laughs) And his legs were all bowed and he walks a little wonky because he was a special needs dog. But he won. He won the whole fucking prize to be for beef, him. Four teeth beef. Um, oh what a wonderful God. animal. That's super so cute. I, I love these bulldogs. Super cute. All right. If you have any uh, pod pet tax you want to send in pictures, play what the mud or any stories, corrections, happy things, good news. Want to play how dumb is Louis Gohmert or as Canadian as is humanly possible or whatever as permissible. I can't remember what the Canadian thing is. Anyway, there's so many games. I saw the funniest Canadian memes. Someone's like, oh, the. The, sh- the parking wars are ramping up in Canada and there was a note and I, I, this isn't what it was exactly, but it was like, you know, dear sir, 
I think you've made the mistake of parking in my spot overnight. And if you could please not do that in the future, you know, blah, 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 blah. And the response was, oh, my God, I am so sorry. I did. I parked in the wrong spot overnight. I was there for the weekend. Please you know, forgive me. But it was it was the most polite, like, get your fucking car out of my parking spot that I've ever seen. <laughs> the parking wars. Yeah. Yeah. Canada. Here here in the States, it's like, where'd you learn to park, asshole? Yeah. yeah. It's uh, Canada's. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. I parked in your sorry. spot. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, it seems so wonderful there. I need to visit. As soon as they open the border, I'm in. Yeah. I can't blame them. Can't say I blame them. That's still close, right? I don't know. I know. I don't know. You know what? I don't know. I don't either. All right. Someone let us know. You mm. have a job to do, people. Mm. They probably go into Montana. <laughs> Just that. <laughs> you can step over the border, but that's it. It's America's funnel. Montana. <laughs> Just come in. Right in I feel like butt reamer somehow in America's funnel needs to be in the same sentence. I'm so sorry, you guys. Now you have to leave in that type, that type of Jesus Christ, because otherwise no one's going to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I'm cutting it out. We're just going to leave you hanging in the wind. Oh my God. I could see you doing that to me. They're like, why did Dana say butt reamer during the good news? Part? We'll see how it comes out in the edit. Uh-huh. All right. No pun intended. Let's end this before it gets worse. Yeah, I think I said dailybeanspod.com and click on contact, but you probably <laughs> all know that. Everybody, until tomorrow, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. I've been Allison Gill. And I've been Dana Goldberg. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com.